have you heard this story about the protester who joined the old uh, freedom convoy there? And then says, now he regrets, I have regret, regrets, I have a few, maybe 13,000. Uh, that's what he says. He says he lost $13,000 and his home protesting because he was, you know, part of all this. And what, what he says is that he, he was a guy, you know, shovel, you know, taking uh, gas and other stuff to the tr- truckers in the downtown core. This is uh, from a, um, an interview that this guy, uh, Martin Joseph Angelhart, did with the CBC from Hope, British Columbia. I don't know. I I don't know. You you feel much in the way of you feel much in the way of sympathy here. I don't know if that's the point or the point is is where'd the money go? Like where'd the money go? There's a lot of money out there sloshing around that was raised on these various platforms. Went somewhere. Who's got it? And I think you got another angle here too, which is. There's a lot of people that got caught up in this whole convoy business who maybe, I don't know if you're having second thoughts, if maybe if that was you or not, or maybe, like, did you get kind of caught up in it all? Because it kind of had that, that feel to it, didn't it? My next guest has uh, been examining the anthropological and socio- sociological aspect of the protest. I'm pleased to welcome to the program uh, Dr. Joe Velasso, who is an associate professor of law at the University of Ottawa. Welcome to the program. Thank you, Adam. What, what did you make of this story about I regret being part of it, just from your research on who was involved? Uh, I'm not surprised uh, about that. So my my research, uh, you know, involved uh, going downtown and sometimes talking with some of the professors. But, you know, as you said, I'm, I'm a law professor, so I also cover, like, the, 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 the legal aspects of that, especially on how we, we, we respond to protests what are the legal tools involved and the answers from police and justice institutions to that. And, and you know, when, when talking uh, sometimes about these folks or just observing them uh, uh, downtown, you quickly realize uh, how unequal uh, in a way was the protest. You know, you, as you mentioned, like the, there was all this money involved, like from uh, known sources and probably unknown sources as part of the funding was coming through big bitcoins. Uh, and you know, you, you saw that some some of these folks they they would stay in hotels, and now in hotels that cost uh, sometimes you know 150 uh, up to 300 dollars per night uh, in downtown Ottawa. So some some of the protesters uh, uh, were in hotels. Uh, you know, others they they had the trucks. They were living the trucks. Others they have motorhomes. And you know, some 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 folks were actually living in uh, regular uh, vehicles. You know, regular small tiny cars, uh, and they were sleeping there like for three, four weeks. Uh, you know, so you know, after the second week, you could see those who actually were sleeping in in, in comfy beds in hotels. Uh, and having, you know, good nights of sleep, taking showers, and those who were living cars. Hmm. And, and this this guy we're talking about says that he put his money on the line, and he didn't see a dime of the cash coming back. I mean, do we do you think we have a good sense of where the money went or how it was going to certain protesters and not to others? Uh, it it seemed clear. It seemed clear to me that. Uh, Organizers, and I'm not talking only about the top organizers because, like, they also had a kind of second, uh, kind of second rank organizers that coordinating some things. 
So uh, some of these folks, they they had some access to funds. Uh, you know, they were staying in hotels, uh, others not, but they had access to hotels, you know, to take showers and so on. Uh, but like this does not necessarily reflect the reality of all, all, all of the people who were in downtown Ottawa, you know, like some, for instance, some, some trucks, like they, they were carrying uh, uh, quite expensive uh, ATV cars, uh, uh, altering vehicles. Uh, like, you know, we're talking about uh, uh, $1,000,000 uh, $100, vehicles or two, two, 200000 vehicles i know there's a one a sherpa vehicle that you know you can probably find pictures on social media about that it's a quite expensive uh toy to have uh so this does not reflect you know the, the situation of uh, martin that you know put all his uh economies uh in, into this and you know got trapped into it and and now i'm going to face like uh, some consequence you know he got arrested he was released on conditions he has a criminal record more likely he's going to be listed in the injunction uh, as one of the people involved in the protests and, you know, people may seek damage in the future. So uh, it's not a good position to be. Hmm. Dr. Veloso, we'll have to leave it there for today, but um, it's very interesting to, to see the discrepancy in funding and try and figure out exactly where that money went. Appreciate your time so much. Have a good day. Uh, Dr. Jao Velasso is Associate Professor of Law at the University of Ottawa, talking about this uh, interview, which has sparked a lot of conversation. Uh, this guy, Martin Joseph Angelhart, who spoke to the uh, CBC and talked about the fact that, you know, he's out a lot of money, he's lost his home, he says that his accounts are frozen uh, because he participated in this and he didn't see a dime of the cash coming back the other way. But there's the money. The money's out there. The money, Lebowski. What about the money? Lebowski. <laughs>